You're watching the introduction to the two-part series on Passover Pentecost and the Seventh-day Weekly Sabbath Lost. Many of you have already seen this, but this is the update of all three videos as of August 1st, 2023. There's been a couple of minor but significant changes to video number one, to part one, but part two really brings out the corrections that God has corrected me on concerning the Pentecost count and the parameters that are required to produce that specific day of Pentecost on any given year. And this year, Pentecost, according to the application of these corrections, well, it's looking like the middle of August, around August 13th. That's provided Pentecost falls on the 50th day of the 50 count. That's not clear in Leviticus if you place Pentecost on the 50 count or if you complete 50 and then the next day is Pentecost. If that's the case, then Pentecost will be sunset the 14th of August and the two loaf wave offering, which is conducted towards the last part of the day when we have daylight hours, that would be on the 15th of August. And if God's going to fulfill any type of type, it'll be that two loaf wave offering. So 15th of August is looking quite promising. So I guess no man knows the day or hour of Pentecost. But for the year 2023, I am leaning towards sunset the 14th of August and the two loaf wave offering on the 15th of August. And at the very end of part two, you'll see a confirmation that only could have come from God that in my estimation was a confirmation of confirmations that I finally got it right. Not that I was really all that far off as compared to other people who have been looking into this, but being off just 24 hours is off too much to begin with. So it's clear to me that God has been fine-tuning this these last few years and especially these last few weeks, if not last few days. I recommend you go through this introduction, again if you've seen it already, and if nothing else, check out part number two. At the very end, I will show you an animated calendar which includes all these corrections God has corrected me on, producing what I can only see as the true Pentecost for 2023. And of course, having all these dates right to begin with reflects on all the appointed times of God, especially those that we have not fulfilled yet this year, being trumpets, Yom Kippur, and tabernacles. I promise you, it'll be well worth your time to look at all three videos. So let me get you started in this introduction. So the purpose for this short video is to present you an open door to deeper studies on the appointed times of God and the instructions God gave Moses as how to figure or discern or calculate when these appointed times are to be conducted. It's also kind of a warning that a lot of these watchmen on the wall and prophets and all these other people posting things on YouTube are somewhat off and that they are so enamored and fixated on chasing the rapture that they don't see the bigger picture that God's trying to paint for us. Yes, the rapture is important, and that's part of the picture, but he's also trying to restore his appointed times. Now, the question should probably be, why is there some missing? And I kind of only say that somewhat in jest, because the fact of the matter is, they're all out of place. And that's easily demonstrated and proven if people would just sit down and look at what God told Moses to do, what Moses did, and what God put in the Old Testament as far as his appointed times. Let me give you just a clue. Look at the super blood moon of May 16th, 2022. This particular super blood moon 
is a third blood moon of the four blood moon tetrad we experienced last year. This tetrad is the middle tetrad of three four blood moon tetrads, the first being in 2014, 2015, and the last being in 2032-2033. On a celestial and spiritual scale, that would be like popping off a supernova to try to get your attention that this is one of God's appointed times. And a lot of these watchmen are saying, well, this is the second Passover for 2022. No, it would better reflect the first Passover of 2022. I really don't think God would dial in this much drama in the heavens if it wasn't specific and specific for something central to his appointed times. If God uses the sun, the stars, the moon as signals for his calendar events, I'm rather confident that he is going to dial in a super blood moon in the middle of a tetrad, which is in the middle of two other tetrads, as his primary. And his primary is the first Passover, not the second Passover. And because of all these well-intentioned watchmen on the wall are so engaged in trying to find the day of the rapture, they miss that they are actually peddling a Babylonian methodology which is used today by the religious leaders of the world, especially the Hebrews and the historic Christian church, to determine God's Passover. And that is they use the spring equinox. And because they have the wrong Passover, they automatically are going to have the wrong Pentecost. Because Pentecost is based on a specific count that we find in Leviticus 23 that is based upon the first day of the first month of God's Hebrew year. And that's based on the reaped harvest of the barley grain. And then they further mess that up by counting the wrong 50 days that you're supposed to count. Those 50 days that you're supposed to count are the days that the children of Israel were camped out at the base of Mount Sinai, waiting 50 days for the law to come down off the mountain in the hands of Moses. It's not 50 days from the first fruit wave offering. And our Pentecost has to match the Pentecost of Moses. It took Moses 45 days to get to Mount Sinai, then an extra 50 days to receive the law. That's about 95 days from the Exodus. In addition, there's a two-loaf wave offering made out of the summer wheat. And the summer wheat isn't harvested until July or August, right about the time when the grapes are harvested for the new wine. Weren't the disciples in Acts chapter 2, when they got filled with the Holy Spirit, accused of being drunk with new wine? Well, there's only one month of the year you can be accused of being drunk on new wine, and that's about August. Oh yeah, right about the time Moses came down off the mountain. So Pentecost can never be in June. There is no ripe grapes. In fact, there is practically no grapes, period. And there is no summer wheat. It's still green, and there is no kernel on the heads of the stalks as of yet. You got another couple months. But most Christians want a quick answer, so they go to Google, or they go to some watchman on the wall, or some priest, or some pastor, who are totally ignorant on these matters, and they all insist on dialing in on the compromised Hebrew calendar that the Hebrews brought back from their Babylonian captivity and have been following ever since. I'll be touching on that again on this short video, which is pointing to a longer video, about an hour, hour and 20 minutes, called Passover Pentecost Lost, and it goes into all these things, and it brings out God's appointed calendar. The only problem with that is, you might have to open up your Bible and read it, and figure it out for yourself. Go to the owner's manual. Don't go to the compromised Hebrew church. Don't go to the Christian compromised church. Go to God's word. Test what I put out there. It's accurate, and it matches what Moses did. It matches what Jesus did. 
Pentecost for 2023 is going to be mid-August, about August 13th at sunset. The exact same time that correlates to when Moses came down off the mountain and when Jesus filled his disciples with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. I'll show you that in part one of Passover Pentecost and the seventh day weekly Sabbath lost. That's in part one. Do not follow what you find on Google. That is from the Hebrew culture that borrowed it from Babylon when they were in Babylonian captivity. They go by the spring equinox. That's a big no-no. You go by the harvested barley grain. And that barley wasn't harvested in Israel in 2023 until sometime mid-April putting Passover and the seven days of unleavened bread the first week of May, about sunset, May 5th. So this is a two-part series. Part one of Passover Pentecost Lost deals with all these things I just said. Part two looks to discover the actual seventh day of the week that we should be observing in our current timeline. Of course, I'm implying that the Saturday weekly Hebrew Sabbath is not the seventh day that God originally gave to Moses. And how can that be? Well, all the other calendars that have been given us by the Hebrew culture have been off, as have the calendars that the mainline Christian churches have given us. And most people would not think that that's a big deal. But we need to know the seventh day of the Hebrew week, along with the proper Rosh Hashanah and the proper Passover, as well as the seven days of unleavened bread, in order to find the first day of the Festival of Weeks and its corresponding last day, which is Pentecost. And all the appointed times of God are determined upon that Rosh Hashanah, which is the first day of the barley harvest month in which Passover falls. It is not trumpets, which is the seventh month. Rather, God's Rosh Hashanah, Exodus 12:2, is the first of the month when the children of Israel and Moses departed Egypt. Exodus 12:2. That's the only place in scripture that God uses the word Rosh Hashanah. That trumpet seven month thingy that the Hebrews gave us, that's a secular calendar. It is not God's calendar. And we don't apply God's appointed times, his Shemitahs, his Jubilees, to a secular calendar. We apply it to God's calendar. And in our investigation of all these appointed times and calendars, we discovered the true seventh-day weekly Sabbath that God originally gave Moses on the second month, 15th day of the Exodus. It was discovered by using the covenant dates and numbers that were penned by Moses in the narration of Noah's flood. And it is confirmed by an end-time Sabbath that very few people realize. That is in part two of Passover, Pentecost, and the seven-day weekly Sabbath lost. I highly recommend reviewing both videos, part one and part two, because they prove God's calendar, the calendar he gave to Moses, and the calendar that our Lord and Christ, Jesus, will use in the millennial reign. Wouldn't that be something if we were on the same sheet of music that the Lord's on? Pull your cursor to the upper right-hand corner of the screen, and that small white sphere will come down with an eye in it that's called an eye card. Click on that and a menu will drop down listing some of these videos, especially part one and part two of Passover Pentecost and the seventh day weekly Sabbath lost. They are a couple hours in teaching, but much more highly reliable than trying to Google a date for any of God's appointed times. These videos will walk you through the manners and methodology that Moses used 
and the children of Israel used before perverting it in their backslidings and into their 70-year captivity in Babylon. And God has been confirming his methodology that he gave to Moses and that Jesus followed through the three, four blood moon tetrads of 2014, 2015, then 2021, 2022, and finally in 2032, 2033. And with the barley grain harvest back in late April of 2022, and then this year, mid-April of 2023. So Passover for 2022 was not in April, Neither was the Passover for 2023. Both of them were in May because the harvest began in April. It had to come after the harvest. And lo and behold, we have a super blood moon on May 15th and 16th. And God uses these signs in the heavens to confirm his appointed times. And if you watch these two videos, you see that is exactly what he has always been doing, including the time of Noah's flood, the Exodus, and the crucifixion of Christ, all which fell within a four blood moon tetrad. And we found these tetrads, and they line up to God's word perfectly. And they are all matching 2022, very strongly suggesting of end time events being prophetically fulfilled this year, especially this coming Pentecost, which is in August. These two videos demonstrate and prove all these things. And this walkthrough of these two videos will show you how to use God's Word to discover these methods, as well as using planetary virtual software package of Stellarium to present the super blood moons and blood moon tetrads in the time of Noah, Moses, Christ, and you'll see the one we're currently in. And then you will see how God ties His appointed times in with these covenant dates with his patriarchs, his men of faith, Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, and Christ. And all this further demonstrates and confirms his appointed times and prophetic dates yet to be fulfilled. So you need to see these videos. Like I said, pull your cursor up to the right-hand corner, pull down that white i-card, click on it. It'll drop down the menu and you can click on those videos at your leisure. But that's where all the meat is. That's where all the information is. That's where the deep dive investigation is conducted. You need to watch these videos. And speaking specifically to Passover 2022, it's to be determined the same way all of them were supposed to be determined, which does not include finding what zodiac constellation the sun might be in or using the spring equinox. Rather, God uses the harvested ripe barley grain, the grain that's been processed, in other words, threshed, winnowed, collected, and put into the barns and the granaries. And you have to have a ripe, harvested, processed barley in order to bring the barley grain to the priest on the first day of the week that falls within the festival of the seven days of unleavened bread. The key word there is grain, or a better word would be kernel. You bring the barley kernels to the priest where they wave it before the Lord and then I believe they give it back to the farmer where they take it back to their dwelling place or their habitation that they were staying at for Passover and there the farmer or husbandman they will grind it up into flour and make unleavened cakes which they bring back to the priests and there it is consumed and I believe some of it is actually put on the altar and consumed by the altar's fire obviously turning it into almost an incense before the Lord, and that's how the Lord partakes of it. 
first through the waiting of the colonels, the Omar, and then later on when these unleavened cakes are brought back to the priests, and the priests are left with some of that as sustenance to live on, but a small portion is placed on the sacrificial altar, and the rising smoke as an incense is a partaking of the Lord. So everyone partakes of this kernel that has been reaped and harvested and processed and brought to Jerusalem by the farmers when they present themselves before the Lord during the preparation of the lamb, the lamb's sacrifice on the 14th of that month, and the seven days of unleavened bread. Kind of a two-week vacation with God. Now the reason I think it happens this way is all due to logistics. Logistics is, I don't know, kind of a form of reality that we have to walk through. There's no way these priests can take grain from a couple hundred thousand Israeli farmers and roast it all in one day. But the farmers, at their habitation for Passover, still have access to all these little beehive roasting ovens or a fireplace at their habitation that they're staying at for Passover. So they are well equipped, all of them, to actually do the roasting and the crushing and turning these kernels of the Omar into the flour necessary to make these unleavened cakes that they bring back to the priests to be put on the altar fire. Logistics tells me there is no way that the priests could do this. Logistics tells me that the pilgrims that were now presenting themselves before God at Passover had the solution to this because they had access to all these ovens. But the fact remains, you can't do that with green barley. You cannot make flour out of green barley, so you cannot make any unleavened bread. Look, if you ignore logistics and reality, you're going to come up with a thousand different scenarios on how to calculate Passover, Pentecost, and all the other appointed times of God. And that's exactly what we're facing in the body of Christ. I need to re-emphasize this again and again and again. Acts chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost, when Pentecost has fully come, the disciples are accused of being drunk on new wine. Well, there's only one time during the year where there is new wine back in that day. And that was sometime around August, give or take. Well, there's only one logistics that matches what Moses did. And Moses, the only 50 that he and the children of Israel were familiar with, was the 50 days at the base of Mount Sinai, waiting for the law to come down. It wasn't the days it took to get from Egypt to Mount Sinai. That was about 45 days. And God said, count 50. That's what Pentecost means, count 50. He didn't say count 45. He said, count 50. Well, what does that apply to? It applies to the last part of the Exodus where they were at the base of the mountain for 50 days. And God recreates that, the festival of weeks. The first day is the day they reached the mountain. That took about 45 days. So in the Torah, God cranked it up to count seven weeks. That will start your festival of weeks. And when that festival of weeks begins, then you count 50 days just like the children of Israel did, just like you're supposed to recreate in every generation with those appointed times of God. And when Acts chapter 2 was fully come and they're accused of being drunk with wine, well, you don't get wine in the month of June back in that day. But every Pentecost recognized and practiced by the religious Hebrew church was observed about 49, 50 days after the first fruit wave offering. And you barely have grapes on the vine itself and if you were to harvest them and crush them and make them into new wine, it would be so bitter and toxic, you'd be puking your guts out. Hey, in real estate, the three most important words are location, location, location. In politics and bureaucracy, it's document, document, document. And in rightly dividing the truth of God's word, 
The three words are logistics, 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 a.k.a. reality, reality, reality. There was no new wine for the disciples to get drunk on if Pentecost is held in June. People can get drunk on new wine, but they're not going to drink bitter wine. Bitter wine that's going to set their teeth on edge and make them puke. Do the math. Follow the logistics. A late May, early June Pentecost is impossible. But those are the dates that the Hebrew church and the Christian church have followed since the Hebrews came out of Babylon. They missed Pentecost. So if you're thinking about doing it God's way and observing these appointed times of God in Christ, letting Christ be the fulfillment of all these things, but still observing the days and the mannerisms and the protocols, well, do it God's way. Don't do it the Hebrews' way. The only thing they're batting a thousand in is rejecting everything of Christ, all the typology of Christ, anything that represents Christ. For Passover and Rosh Hashanah, look for the ripe, reaped, harvested barley kernel, not some green snippings that a rabbi goes out on the day after Passover and snips some green barley out of somebody's field, which they use for the first fruit wave offering. That is neither harvested, nor reaped, nor ripe. That's the job function of the farmer. It's his first fruits. He is to reap the harvest, process the harvest, and bring an omar of the ripe, harvested, processed barley kernel with him to Passover to be waved before the Lord and turned into unleavened cakes and consumed on the fire of the altar for both God, the priests, and the farmers to partake of. They're all partaking of Christ. That typology has been and is continuing to be totally lost in the protocols that they have followed ever since they came out of Babylon. In other words, the barley has to be reaped, harvested, and processed and collected into the barns and the granaries before Passover can be observed. That didn't happen of April 2022 or 2023. No barley, no Passover. This methodology came back with the Hebrews when they were released from the Babylonian captivity. They continued with this method ever since then. And because of that, they get Passover right maybe half the time. One of the times they got it right was when Christ was crucified. Obviously, that happened at the correct Passover. That's the way God does things. That's how he orchestrated it. But often they have Passover on the last few days of March. That's impossible. The grain is still standing in the fields and quite green. Let me again recommend the two-part series on a more in-depth and thorough examination and investigation into these things that I'm telling you. In it, you will see recent photographs of the land of Israel with the barley still standing in the fields long after the April 15th incorrect Passover. In fact, one of the pictures has standing grain just then becoming ripe, suggesting that the harvest was about to take place within about a week or two, which would put it the last week of April, first week of May, for the year 2022. And we will find the same things if we go to the website abibofgod.com and look at the pictures of 2023. The barley was green in March and the first week or two of April, so it couldn't have been harvested until mid-April putting Passover for 2023, the first week of May. That being the case, Passover would be on the 15th of that month, which is May 16th, the super blood moon. 
the other video, or I should say introduction to a five-part series of videos, which would be of great interest to you, are a decoding of dozens of prophetic dreams that are all pointing to a specific super blood moon. Oh yeah, that would be the super blood moon of May 16th, 2022. And one of the more heavy impressions that comes from all these videos is that God's true Rosh Hashanah is the first day of the month of Passover, of the month of the harvested barley. Rosh Hashanah is not trumpets. It's not the first day of the Hebrew seventh month, which God calls the seventh month. He never calls it Rosh Hashanah. God only calls one month Rosh Hashanah, Exodus 12:2. It's the first day of the first month of the year, the month of Exodus, the month of Passover. So when these well-intentioned watchmen on the wall are pushing a second Passover, they're on the wrong calendar. And the proper Rosh Hashanah determines all of God's appointed times for each year, which means they're going to get the seven days of unleavened bread wrong. They're going to get first fruits wrong. They're going to get the Feast of Weeks wrong. They're going to get Pentecost wrong. They're going to get trumpets wrong because they're in the wrong month. They're going to get the Day of Atonement wrong. They're going to get Tabernacles wrong. They're going to get the Eighth Day of Tabernacles wrong. They are going to get all of it wrong. So how am I supposed to respect them as watchmen on the wall when they don't even know what they're watching for? True watchmen on the wall need to know what they're watching for. And as of now, they got a little of Babylon mixed in. God says, come out of Babylon. And in that way, God can use them and use you to restore his appointed times. Because, yeah, they're out of place. They're missing. These videos, again, just click on the i-card, upper right-hand corner, pull your cursor up there. Check them out. They will walk you through God's word and will show you what God told Moses to do and what Moses did. And Jesus confirmed all that. And they will demonstrate and they will prove that May 16th, 2022 is the first Passover for 2022. And Passover for 2023 is sunset May 5th. They are not the second Passovers, they are the first Passovers. And Pentecost for 2023 is sunset August 13th. And is that critical? Yes, it's critical. We have to get on the same sheet of music that God's on. That sheet of music is God's word. And that is the sheet of music that Jesus is going to be singing from during his millennial reign. And do you really think he's going to be using so-called watchmen on the wall who don't dig this stuff out of his word? No, I think he's going to choose those who educate themselves as to the proper protocols and methodologies that God engraved into the Torah. Because that is the covenant that Jesus confirmed and will continue to confirm in his millennial reign. Let's work together to restore God's appointed times. But you got to come to the understanding, yeah, there are some discrepancies here. There are some serious anomalies in play. Easily corrected when you see how God did it through Moses and how Jesus confirmed it through his ministry, his passion, his resurrection, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit when Pentecost was fully come in Acts chapter 2. But first you have to see these things and you're not going to see it if you're not willing to test that box called tradition. You'll never think outside that box. And much of that box came from Babylon. So click on that i-card and click on Passover Pentecost Lost. And it was Jesus who said the traditions of men makes God's word of little effect. And that's why I have little respect for the traditions of men. These videos will challenge you because they challenge tradition. 
it tests every spirit. But this is meant to be a blessing. The blessing is in God's Passover, his first Passover. Maranatha, 